What's up, guys? My name is Jonah Stairs. My name is Micah Mosley. And this is the Bringing It Back podcast. We are so excited that you have taken the time to tune in today. Our heart is that you guys will be able to figure out how to navigate life well with a biblical foundation. We want to keep Scripture at the center of all that we do and talk about. So let's get into this week's episode. Two, one, action, action. What's up, guys? <laughs> Welcome back to Bringing It Back. We're bringing it back. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. <laughs> we're so excited to uh, be doing another pod. It's been a little while, huh? Yeah, we're not very consistent. Yeah. That's all We right. were more consistent when we didn't live together. Yeah. Well, that is what it is. How you doing, man? What's been going on with you lately? Oh, you know, just stuff. I got promoted at work, actually. Did you? Yeah. The weekend thing? Yeah. So I'm the weekend supervisor, and they just sent out an email to everyone today to like make it official. To let them all know that you're in charge? Yeah. Wow. So, so you make right. them like, what, 110, 120K a year now? Yeah, pretty much. You know? <laughs> Very nice. Much rolling in it. Anything but. else been going on? What's the, what's the Lord been teaching you lately? Oh, man. I think the biggest thing the Lord has been teaching me lately has been... To set aside my agenda, particularly like in quiet time when I'm wanting to hear his voice. I think a lot of times I want to like hear his voice for a particular like matter in my life or for a thought or like, God, answer all these questions. And I've been learning a lot recently just to hear his voice for like what he's saying. And instead of asking all these really specific questions, just ask like, God, what do you want to say to me right now? Yeah. Because he's going to say to me what he needs me to hear. Sure. And so, and then, you know, I feel like the Holy Spirit will kind of direct those words to where he needs to direct them, like as far as how it pertains to my life. So I feel like that's kind of been the thing, like in my journaling and stuff, it's more just been like, God, what do you want to say to me? And then what do you want me to do with that? And sure. that's it. I, yeah. Like, I'm not really asking any specific questions. Yeah. I think there's a time for that. But yeah. Right now, I just think that's kind of what I'm going through. That's so. real. I feel like when I ask questions, I have a hard time, like, listening afterwards because I've, like, already decided what I want the Lord to say. Right, yeah. Which is kind of just, like, not the yeah. big idea <laughs> yeah. at all, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. That's cool. What about you? Um, I was talking with my small group last week about kind of something that's been going on I think I've realized that I've been bad about like being dependent on like the things going on in my life to like have a reason to pursue the Lord almost Hmm. like I need something bad to happen or I need something Hmm. good to happen um and lately like there's been like some stuff but life has just been like kind of normal yeah um which is not bad at all but I found that it's kind of hard to just like sit and be because I'm really big on like obedience to like the word of God and what he has for me but I'm also really big on like the enjoyment of God and just like sitting and being in his presence and I feel like the Lord's been kind of showing me how maybe I've elevated obedience um like above enjoyment instead of holding them hand in hand together Mm. so I think he's kind of teaching me a little bit about like how do we like pursue and do relationship with with him well without like anything going on like how do I just sit and be with him or like not even bring something to him yeah. like just sit and like be with him because he's God and I want to spend time with him yeah so that's been my big one lately which nice. has been cool also been learning a lot about prayer yeah me and the small group we've been doing a little video series on Theos U great resource if you guys want to check it out but right now he's walking through like the Lord's Prayer and like right before the Lord's Prayer it doesn't say this is what you pray it says like this is how you should pray mm. so he's breaking down like verse by verse 
what does it mean to pray like this and yeah. not just like repeat the words yeah. as is, but verbatim, like how do we take these ideas from like how the Lord's prayer is written and then apply that to our prayer life is just really cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. So it's been solid, but I think recently, um, I was going to try to come up with like a transition <laughs> to like somehow get us yeah. to like the topic of what we're talking about. Valentine's uh, Day. We could tie it into today's Valentine's Day. Today is Day. Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day yeah. to all of uh, you all. If you don't have Valentine, man, me and Jonah will be your Valentine's. That's, that's true. We would that's love true. to be your Valentine's. Uh, no. There's a lot of passion in the world today. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, today's yeah. A, that's a good yeah, transition. That's a pretty good transition. Uh, so we're talking about passions today so like what are you passionate about Mm -hmm. i'll be honest we kind of like haven't really talked a lot about anything else other than that topic idea and i think there's a lot of different directions to take that but what have you been thinking about as we've been prepping for this i think when i hear let's talk about you know what scripture says about our passions sure um i think i pretty much immediately go to like is is what I am pursuing in my life aligning with what God has for me in my yeah. life. Um, and so a lot of the verses that I went to and was kind of looking at were verses about essentially surrendering my life to God, sure. laying it all out for God, sacrificing, you know, my selfish desires, stuff like that for God. Right. Um, I think the flip side of that is kind of, you know, when you're in that place with the Lord, of complete surrender to him he brings up these passions in you that are in line with like how he created you yeah you know and so i think the big thing for me in kind of defining like what a healthy passion is in mm-hmm. your life is if you're allowing your submission to god to direct your passions rather than like oh i'm really passionate about all these things let me try to like fit god into this yeah. to like make it a christian a christian passion or even if it's like I'm passionate about preaching. Yeah, I was going to say, it can be a Christian yeah, passion. It can be a Christian passion. But is that something that God has directed you to through your submission to his word? Or do you, you like want your passion to be teaching because you like people looking at you on stage? Right. And you like yeah. people being yeah. like, oh, look at me. Like, yeah. I've got all the answers. Yeah. Yeah, that's big. I was thinking about that, too. Just of, like, one, like, we can even talk about how passions change a lot. Yeah. But how, like... Passions aren't bad, but like passions, good passions with the wrong motives can be detrimental. Absolutely. Like if your passion doesn't point back to the kingdom or back to the Lord, like if your passion's about gratifying yourself or something that you enjoy to do, but the Lord's nowhere in it, it's probably not a passion that you should be pursuing, at least in the order that you are pursuing it in. Yeah. And that's kind of what I found in scripture is a lot of, there aren't a lot of verses about like, um, like here's a list of passions that you should be pursuing that sure. are really healthy and here are some that you shouldn't and there are those lists but it's like broad like pursue joy and peace and yeah, things of the kingdom sexual purity that's a yeah, big one yeah and don't don't pursue things of the earth yeah. like this it's this, interesting that. that there's a lot more about like what you shouldn't do right yeah guess, yeah sexual it. immorality sure. and and you know like there's this whole verse in the first Thessalonians or I think it is mm. that's like you know what's the will of the father it's like so that you wouldn't do this and it's like oh it's interesting that the that it says like the will of the father is like to not do those things but also the will of the father is that you would spend time with him that you know the fruits of the spirit would be evident in your life so like i think it's important to identify within your passions like do you see the fruit of the spirit and like do your passions and the way you're pursuing them like point back to the lord yeah yeah that's good i think 
So one of the top verses I have is Colossians 3.23. Yeah, I love that. Which is, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. And, oh, nice, you have that one on I do have that one. No doubt. (laughs) Um, And another one is Galatians 5.24. Do you have that one too? I literally have it right above that. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Uh, That one says, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with, with its passions and desires. Those two, I feel like, really set the tone for me. This, like... Whatever I'm doing should be for the Lord, and it should be after the fact of like my flesh being crucified, right? And then me being reborn in the spirit, and that's when these passions start to come up, and these things that I should be doing. And even then, I still have to kind of have that mindset of whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it for the Lord. Mm -hmm. If I'm passionate about video games. Like, how do I make why that? You have to, make it, why do you have to use that? Experience? I'm just trying to think of things that, like, people can be passionate about, you know, skateboarding or cooking. Sure. Or, like, all these things. Like, none of these are bad things. Video games, filmmaking, you know, all this yeah. different stuff. There's such a wide variety of things. Like, I'm just thinking hobbies in my sure. mind. I think about the verse that's like, not everything is, like, sin, but not everything is good for you. Right. I don't remember where that is. Yeah. I should know. But yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of us... You know, obviously God has created us uniquely to have, you know, different giftings and different talents and different um, kind of bents that we're really kind of geared towards. And I think it's not necessarily like, oh, well, I'm geared towards this, so that must be like a, a bad pursuit. But it's more just, hey, maybe it's just the filter of how you're looking at your life and if you've given your life to the Lord, then that's a really good pursuit. And if you haven't yeah. given your life to the Lord, then that can be a really bad and detrimental pursuit sure. in your life. Yeah, there's a few verses in James that I think are really cool that speak to this. Um, it's James 4, 1 through 3, and it says, What causes quarrels and what causes fights amongst you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? Interesting, mm. so you see that. Yeah. You desire and you do not have, so you murder. You covet and you cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. So I think there in that sense we can see that your passions can be bad, but what are you asking for like within your passions? Yeah. Like, like obviously, you know, what causes quarrels among you? It's like your passions. Like there's different things that people want to do, but... I think it's super interesting, one, that it says, like, you do not have because you do not ask. And I feel like that's something that's probably a different podcast, but that could be talked about a little bit. Honestly, that's a deep one. Yeah, but, like, what are you asking, like, the Lord to do through your passions? And then, like, are you asking for the wrong things to, like, put it towards your passions? Or, like, you're talking about, like, are we trying to fit it in the box? Yeah. I heard heard someone say um, that even... Like, you can even make the promises and, like, the passions that God has put in your heart an idol in your life. Yeah. Like, even something God has given you, you can still make an idol in your life. And that's just, I feel like if God gives you something and, and is saying, hey, I want you to develop this and run, like, this is something that I've given you as a gift. I feel like a lot of times we can take that and then make that, like, the mission of our life. Yeah. Okay, now the mission of my life is to fulfill God's purpose in me sure which I think we we get this tunnel vision of like oh God's purpose in my life is this thing that he revealed to me like my calling or whatever my vocation whatever it is sure and I really feel like it's a it's broader than that you know Jesus says the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and the second is like it to love your neighbor as yourself Mm -hmm. and so that to me is like okay set aside all the passions, set aside all the pursuits, set aside 
the gifts that God has given me, like if I'm not willing to give that stuff back to God anyways, I'm hanging on to it so tightly. Sure. Then that's become an idol in my life. Yeah. Well, anything that you can't give up, like you don't own it, it owns you, right? Yeah. And that could even be stuff that I like, got your gifts or yeah. whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I told you about this a few weeks ago, but it feels relevant. Um, so like a big thing in my life recently has been like the gifts of the spirit mm. uh, because someone had kind of brought up some stuff and I was very thankful for that to kind of dig in more. But um, I was having coffee with my pastor a few weeks ago and he had just made the offhanded statement as we were talking about it. He's like, oh, you knew your stuff. And something in me really liked that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until a few days later where the Lord kind of had brought up some stuff where I realized that I was had like started this idea of the gifts of the Spirit, like just wanting to know more. But when Pastor Matt said that, something in me clicked and a little part of like my desire to know more about the spiritual gifts wasn't to know more about the gifts for like the edifying of the church or so that people could see them used in like a really orderly way that's scriptural. Mm-hmm. It was because I liked that it made me smart. Yeah. And I had like a lot of wounds from like, not ever feeling like I was as smart as my sisters throughout school or like I've you know I was the communication major like I was never the one that was the smart one so when he said that something in me was like oh I like that I like that it's making me smart yeah so then probably with he without even realizing it for a few days like my passion which is like a great passion to like understand the gifts and see them used in the right way suddenly was about me and it wasn't about like the edification of the church anymore which I think is so dangerous yeah and I think that goes into what you were just talking about. Yeah. I I remember like the first time I heard a sermon. Now I feel like I've heard this sermon a lot, but it's so powerful just about Abraham uh, going on the mountain to sacrifice Isaac. Right. Which was like the promise that God had given him. Yeah. And what do you do in that situation where you feel like God has given you a gift and then he's asking for it back? Yeah. Like what the heck? And for me, that was so like revelational when I realized... Like, man, I can't be in a position in my life where I'm making my gifts that God has given me and the promises that he has in my life more important than just he is, mm-hmm. than like our relationship. And obviously, like Abraham didn't end up sacrificing Isaac, but I think just that that um, the way he held that promise with open hands and trusted God and was able to bring that sacrifice to him and say, Hey God, like at the end of the day, I know that you are faithful and whatever you ask of me, I'm going to do because it's more about you than it is about like the promise that you've made me, yeah. you know? And that's, uh, I, I feel like that's just such a powerful way to live your life. I have a lot of dreams in my life, like things that I want to achieve, Sure, but I constantly find myself having to come back to this place where I'm like, cause I've said things like, man, if I never achieve this, I'm going to be so Disappointed, or I'm gonna like I'm gonna be depressed, sure. or that's gonna be like devastating to me, and constantly having to come back to that place of like, man, that just feels like it, that my heart was totally in the wrong place. If yeah. that's the outcome, is like devastation if this doesn't happen for me. Yeah. What if my life was all just about connecting with God? Yeah. And being obedient to whatever He has for me, you know, each day. Yeah. And that if I do that just those little baby steps, then he will achieve in me and through me what he means to. Like, I don't need to know my future to be able to pursue right. these goals. I just need to be obedient to God. Right, like in Psalms 37, 4 through 5, it says, delight yourself in the Lord. I like how it says, delight yourself in the Lord, not like be obedient to the Lord. But mm. delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. Mm. So not like trust in the Lord and he'll give you all the things you want but like he'll yeah. give you the right desires of your heart when yeah. you delight in him not yeah. even like when you're obedient to him like when you delight in the Lord 
that's when those things yeah. are added. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all we your heart. We have said that probably like every it's single... It's so good, you yeah. know? He'll direct your paths. Yeah. And so, you know, we get so hung up on, especially in America, I feel like, just the the whole like, oh, this is a gift I have, or this is something I'm passionate about, so I need to just direct everything in my life towards this one thing, whether sure. it's making money in a particular way or you know, a particular skill that you have. Okay, well, I need to go for, I need to go to school for this. I need to get an internship for this. I need to do this, 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 and that. And all the while you might actually be missing how God wants to use that in your life because you're, you've already made up your mind like, oh, well, this is how life goes. I need to make this much money. I need to have a family by this age. And then ta-da, like successful life. Yeah. Hello. And I think that's where it's important to note that like passions change. Cause I was thinking about like some of the things that I've been passionate about over the years, like faith wise or not faith wise. And most of them have changed. Like in high school, especially my junior and senior year, like my biggest thing was I loved to high jump. Like I loved track. And I thought that was like going to be my thing in college. That's all I wanted to work for was to be like the athlete who jumped high and jumped in college. And I look back now and I'm like, man, did I even like that that much? <laughs> I was like, what was my why? Like, I just don't care about that. Or I'll go through times. Like, I've told you this before. Like, I love running for like a month and a half at a time. And oh, then yeah. I'm like, ah, I'm actually done with this after all. Yep. I don't know. I just feel like our passions change so quickly. So it's a, it feels a little bit dangerous to like go all in and make that the ultimate thing. Yeah. Because even like. I was going to know, like, think about Paul's life. Like, Paul not only went from, like, two different passions, but Paul was, like, passionate about persecuting the church. He yep. met the Lord, and suddenly Paul's passionate about, like, building up the church and planting churches. And even within that, like, we see in Acts 18, like, Paul's a tent maker. Yep. So, like, he's passionate about the church, and he's passionate about the gospel. But, man, like, day to day, like, Paul's building tents. Like, yep. that's his vocation. I don't know if Paul's passionate about tent making. It doesn't say that in Scripture, so I'm not going to make yep. an assumption that's not there. But I even think sometimes we like get in our minds that like our passion has to fit into our vocation yeah. a little bit, if that makes sense. Yeah. Or like you have to be passionate and love what you do, which is not a bad thing. Like, don't hear me say that and think like you have like you can't be passionate about what you do. Like if you do, that's great. Yeah. But I have just been really challenged, even like in my job right now, I was just talking with my boss today, where I was like, Man, like I love the business as ministry stuff we do. I don't care about eyeglasses. Like yeah. I don't care about optometry. But, like that's okay. Yeah. Because like my passions are not like dependent on my vocation. Yeah. One thing I've noticed just in getting into scripture in this area, like you noticed um, how Paul like had a different vocation than like what his actual mission was in life, and it's so clear like when you read the letters how passionate he is just about making his making life yeah. yeah like all about Jesus making disciples and encouraging the church and even to the point where he's like I was reading an acts yesterday I think where he was literally like I'd be happy to die for this because yeah. all, all these people all the disciples are like don't go back to Jerusalem like they're gonna kill you if you yeah. go back and he's like all the better for it like it He's basically like, that's no big deal. Like, I'm just being obedient to God, and Mm -hmm. I'm just spreading the gospel. And so this isn't, to me, it's not about if I get imprisoned, because he even says, like, the Holy Spirit has told me in every city I go to that there's going to be persecution, and I'm going to be imprisoned, and I'm going to be, like, beaten. Sure. And he still does it, Mm -hmm. because there's just this passion. It's that verse that's like, run the race Mm -hmm. for the prize. And the prize is Jesus. And he sees that, and he's so passionate to the point where he's like, 
it's a joy for me to be able to suffer for this cause mm-hmm. just to spread the gospel and yeah. do it for Jesus. Yeah, that's real. I was going to say, that's a, that's a funny one because I like that one because mm. not only do they say, like, don't go, they, like, prophesy not to go. Yeah. And then he's like, no. So then it's like, hmm, that's interesting. How does the gift of prophecy work? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Because, yeah. like, oh, were they wrong? Are they, I don't know. I know. I'm not going to get like, into oh, that. All these guys are disciples. We could talk about that off camera. Definitely. <laughs> that <laughs> is an interesting topic. You know what I'm passionate no about. No doubt. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's super good. And I feel like when I think about, like, I don't know, like, however many years ago, like, what did your, uh, I'm not going to ask what your grandpa did because your grandpa started the summer camp. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like for a lot of people, like what did your grandpa do? And like my grandpa like farmed for some of his life. He coached for some of his life. I don't know that he was the most passionate about like whatever that was, but he did it because like that's where he was in life. Yeah. And I think that's just not always the case nowadays. There's yeah. just like this thing you have to love what you do. Oh, this is good. I was actually listening to Doc, our owner of our company today as we were talking about some of our hiring stuff, but he was even talking about how some people will like romanticize the idea of ministry a little bit. Mm. So they'll get in the, obviously like they identify their passions and it has to do with ministry. So then they'll think like, oh, they have to do it just within the confines of ministry. Yeah. And he's like, I almost sometimes need to ask a lot of follow-up questions because a lot of times when people see that, they want to get paid to sit at a coffee shop and write a sermon. Like yeah. they don't really want to do ministry yeah. because they have in their, like, their mind specifically what that passion is supposed to look like. So they think it's going to look like ministry. Yeah. But really, they just want to do that because they think they get to be paid to be a Christian or whatever that is. I had a moment like that last year even where I felt like God was reminding me of my purpose and it was all centered around, Jonah, I need you to like refocus yourself on your life being about full-time ministry. And of course, I hear that and I'm immediately like, that means I need a job in some kind sure. of like non Christian nonprofit or church or something right. that like would qualify as oh this is full time ministry mm-hmm. and of course I have my mom and and my dad that I'm telling that and they're like oh that can be it like you can work any job sure. and your life can still be full time ministry yeah you know and so it's just so helpful to have those reminders that's like oh I can be passionate about this I can be passionate about that I can want to dedicate my life into this area of work. Um, I mean, you mentioned grandfather. My grandpa, before he started Shepherd's Fold, he was a petroleum engineer. Right. It's like, there's nothing glamorous about that yeah. necessarily. He was just doing it because his dad was like, you have to do this. Sure. And then he was like, okay, I guess I have to make money and provide for my family, yeah. which is true. Yeah. But to think that like God's not going to provide for you out of, when you're obeying him, I mean, that's something that I'm always like... What happened to you just oh, I got a foot cramp. Oh, my God. Oh. I look over and Mike is making the weirdest face I've ever seen. Oh, my God. Just pure pain. It's like once a week. That's hilarious. Okay, keep going. Do you no, just the thought that like, so I feel like some people feel like they have to take their life into their own hands because that's the only way that they're going to be able to provide for themselves, provide for their family. I'm only going to be able to do this, this, and that if I follow this very specific path. What happened to God will take care of those whom are called according to his purpose. Everything will work out for the good of those who, who will who are called according to his purpose. And uh, I just feel like if you're being obedient to what God has in your life, he's going to provide for you. He's going to take care of you. Um, there's just such a, a double standard, I feel like, even in the Christian world today. Yeah, that's it's gone now, so I'm good. All right. It <laughs> <laughs> really gets me every... You better. Like once a week, it just happens. Oh, uh, I think that's something that uh, 
I've thought a lot about recently, like as I've been looking into like these different BAM ideas, businesses, ministry stuff, of like how we've elevated like working in full time ministry above like being a businessman yeah. in like the kingdom. So I think we need to get back to the place where we can look at someone's like maybe passionate like to do business or like to be, you know, start a company, whatever that is, as like equal yeah. to being like in the church and being a pastor or youth leader, whatever that yeah. is. Because there's nothing wrong with working at a church. No. And there's nothing wrong with working in a business. Yeah, but like they're the same. And that's like even uh, in First Corinthians in 14. No. What it, oh, dang. Oh, this is supposed to be my thing. <laughs> All right, well, when we talk about like the body and like how, you know, one gift is not like better than another. Yeah, yeah. So it's like we can't elevate one above the other. Sure. And like we don't, why do we do that with occupation so often as yeah. well? Yeah, we Or really like do. even just something as simple as leadership titles. Like, I don't yeah. know, it's super annoying. Yeah. No, that's a good point. But, and that's why for me it always comes back to like I could be a garbage man. And still be fulfilling my purpose for the Lord. Still be fulfilling the passions that I have. Uh, Because, I don't know, like when I read Psalms, I just see over and over and over again that David uses some very passionate language. It's always geared towards his love for God. The psalmist. The psalmist, (laughs) yeah. Or David when it says David. (laughs) But he's just so passionate, but it's always like, God, I'm just feeling all these emotions and passions for you. And then through that, God is able to direct his life. And he doesn't have a perfect life, but he's still somebody who God says, this is somebody who's after my heart. And it just comes out of this place of pure love and passion for Jesus and for that relationship with God. Yeah, it's 1 Corinthians 12. I knew it was right there. I'll just go ahead and read this real quick. Uh, and this is starting in 21. It says, The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Wow, that's interesting. And on the parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. And then like even in John 13, when we see like Jesus say like, I want the church to be one as like we are one. Mm-hmm. So I we, when we keep on creating these pedestals or elevating one thing above the other, we're like we're moving in the opposite direction of unity. And that can even just go back to our passions. Like when we view our passions as bad or like in a wrong place, like yeah. we're creating divisions that don't need to be there. Yeah. I know for me, like when I was in middle school and high school and graduating high school, I feel like I kind of had this crossroads moment that was like, am I going to get serious about God in my life and trying to be obedient to what he has for me? Or am I just going to do like what the expected plan is for like a guy my age? Right. So, and again, like there's nothing wrong with following any of these different paths unless they're just overtly sinful. But I think there is something wrong with feeling like God has a direction for your life. And whether it's out of fear or out of pride or control, you just simply choose not to take that path. And as somebody named Jonah it's, it hits home for yeah. me to look back at Jonah in the Bible and God being very clear about a direction he wants for his life and Jonah just being like, 
I don't want to do that because right. I'm afraid. So I'm going to do something else that I feel like might be better, sure. which is basically just hide from you. And of course, we all know how that turned out. But then you look at Jesus and his disciples, and he even says, if you want to be my disciple, then you have to deny yourself. What is this? Matthew 16, 24. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And he says, those who seek to find their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. Mm. And like, at what point in your life are you going to finally make the decision that's beyond just like, oh, I believe in God and, he, and Jesus is my Savior. I feel like there's a point beyond that that's like, okay, my whole life is completely around Jesus. It, like right. It's completely centered on Jesus. And whatever he has for me, whether it looks unconventional, somebody who I think in my life who does this really well is Luke Kennedy. Just because time after time in his life, he has gone against the grain of like what culture and society would say, like this is the smart thing to do right now. Right. And he just steps out on a limb and does what he feels like God is calling him to, to be obedient to God. And God has always been faithful and provided. And so that's just like a concrete example I can look to in my life and be like, oh my gosh, like that's really cool to see somebody who isn't so caught up in like, well, what are my parents going to think? Or what are the adults in my life going to think? Or, you know, what are my friends going to think if I go down this path just out of this like blind obedience to God? Well, he's going to take care of you, you know? And all the better if you're persecuted in his name, because then the blessings will just come flowing out of that, you know? So that's just something that I would like to encourage, especially younger people that feel like they're struggling with a direction in their life or pressure from other people outside sources to have a specific direction. I'm not saying get super rebellious and like, you know, run away from your house and, sure. and but but be attentive to what God is saying and be obedient to what he's doing in your life. Um, yeah. And also just start with being obedient to like what you read in the word of God. Yeah. Like before anything else. Because yeah. if you're not obeying that, I just we've talked about this, I just don't think that he's gonna give you a whole lot of direction oh, if you're not gonna listen to the thing that's right there in front of yeah, you yeah i mean the main direction the main passion just love god yeah like make that your whole life work just love god yeah you got any uh music you've been passionate about lately before we sign off any new song suggestions yeah so i like hadn't listened to bethel in a really long time just sure. for whatever reason yeah i don't know um because they're a bunch of what? <laughs> <laughs> and I went back and was looking through some of their newer music that I haven't listened to yet. And I don't even think it was a newer, it was just like I was in a deep YouTube worship video black hole. Sure. And I found that David Funk, Alabaster Heart um, on YouTube. And you forgot the name of it, didn't you? Alabaster Heart, Touch of, what is it? Touch of Heaven. Touch of Heaven. Touch, forward yeah, slash touch Alabaster of Heart. Yeah, sorry, forward slash <laughs> Alabaster Heart. Yeah. Touch of Heaven. Um, and I've been blasting that on repeat. And sure. It's so freaking good. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something about that line that's like, be undone by your love or be, be undone by who you are. Oh, yeah. Whatever. It's just, uh, it gets me. My desire me. is to know you deeper. Deep. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, I don't have worship music. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I've been back on Zach lately. Zach Winters. Man, we, we love Zach. Maybe we should have Zach on the pod. He'd come. Probably. Probably, yeah. Maybe he can bring his son a little his leaf. Little, <laughs> little, little boy no, I've been into Zach. Just kind of my stuff lately. Yeah. Hold me. One time, I would, did I ever tell you when I was at a, a house show he was doing and he asked for a song request? 
and I like yelled hold me because it's one of his songs uh-huh. and like everybody just looked at me like I was yelling at him <laughs> to Zach, hold, hold me. me. <laughs> no, hold me there for you. They're all good. They're all Classic. good. All right, cool. Well, that's all we got for you guys. We will hopefully, well, actually, I'm not going to promise anything because <laughs> there was a long time in between this one and the last one. So it'll happen again. You'll hear from us when you hear from us.